time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. Is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is the Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? The Killing Machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, fuckers? And from somewhat supernatural, Scuba Steve. What's up, baby? Yes, today is May 24th, 2021, and we got a doozy of an episode for you today. But first, you know what time it is. It's time for your what did you do well sir well sir i finally opened the pool for this summer's season and uh yeah it wasn't too bad go in right now i gotta do a little bit more vacuuming but uh she's a little fucking cold a little cold so yeah the shrinkage is will shrink real. your pod bro <laughs> i was oh. in the pool exactly it wouldn't even be, be like what turtle uh anyways <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did a f- episode of Fatality with the Brody Master on Saturday, so you can go check that shit out. That was fun. We did Injustice 2. Um, other than that, watch this amazing movie for the first... Well, not the first time. I watched this cut for the first time. There you go. And it was very makes- enjoyable. Oh, so good. Yeah, and I'm very <laughs> excited to talk about it. So other than that, I'm going to hand this shit over to Bobby. Hi, guys. Uh, I had a chill weekend myself. I was hanging out with my girlfriend on Saturday, just chilling out. And then yesterday was celebrating my one friend's birthday. My buddy Byron now, he's an old man. He's older than me by a few months. So we were doing that and then chilling out with her and everybody. And then I also did, um, well, this wasn't this weekend. This was last weekend, um, as was uh, pointed out. by I did a little commercial for a shop a buddy of mine owns called the Graveyard Gallery in butler new jersey and uh we were shooting last saturday night not and uh no not where tj lives no he lives out in the sticks i live in butler pennsylvania (laughs) yeah he's uh, he's a few hours away so we were doing that and the commercial is on air as well Mm -hmm. so yes i'm there along with my friend taylor vitelli and then um father evil is also within the commercial as well so if you see it it's also on my Facebook page. It's on the Graveyard Gallery Facebook page and Instagram. So go check it out. And if you're in Northern Jersey, go check it out as well. It's a nice, neat little, like, I I want to say Universal Monsters Horror Store, but he has basically a little bit of everything. And so give him a check out. He's got some cool little rarities in there. I've been there with... um with my friend Tay, with my girlfriend, and a few other people as well. And he's always got something new and old that I've never seen. Nice. So, so if you ever see stuff on the Facebook page, check them out. It's pretty. It's oh, pretty yeah, cool. dude. This is the first mention of a new girlfriend, by the way, Bobby. No, it's not not new. <clears throat> well, this is the first mention well, on this podcast of a, of a new girlfriend. Well, it's uh, I was it was the girl I was dating before. We uh, oh, we okay. are doing one. We are we made up. We're doing wonderful. So new, new, old, and it's wonderful. New beginnings. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. But uh, other than that, everything else is good. Uh, 
Scuba Steve, give us a little rundown on you. What's going on, fellas? So I have been doing shit tons of research still. Um, like I said, um, just tons and tons of shit, you know, going on with someone supernatural with dark side paranormal. Um, I've just been, you know, diving myself deep into that. Um, I'm actually wrapping up today when Chad messaged me to be here for him today. Um, I was actually working on the script for the coming upcoming episode for Friday, which is going to be about vampires. So I'm like trying to dig in really deep, you know, and go back as far as I can just, you know, with the lore. Still waiting on an email back from James Woods, by the way. Oh, that'd be great. You know, you know <laughs> I'd get mahogany. Definitely get mahogany. On that <laughs> Straight one. up ebony, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just been doing that and working, man. Um, you know, the, the school year's about to be over. So we we have some Saturday schools going on. So I've been volunteering to work Saturday school to help our kids, you know, catch up and finally graduate and stuff. So that's all I've been doing, man. Just work, 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 whether it's working on the podcast or working, you know, in the paranormal group or just working at the bar or working at my day job. That's all I've been doing is just work. I did beat resident evil village. I bought it. I beat resident evil village. Pretty, pretty solid game. That's, that's, that's about all that I've done that did not involve work. So (laughs) that's it with me. What about you boss, man? (laughs) Well, as I say, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah brody just talking about his vampire narrative well as i say all all the time podcasts here podcasts there podcasts everywhere and this week you know breaking hearts and podcast charts baby we are doing very well here at project louder and i just want to say thank you to everyone out there all the listeners and subscribers on project louder network it's so fucking rad that so many of you are uh, coming out and uh, supporting us and definitely uh, definitely can feel the love and can see the love now. But yeah, Taryn watched Elvira for the first time yesterday and she thought that was pretty fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, I got to watch Poultry Geist for the first time in like 10 years. Oh, wow. Yo, how, that how was, was that? <laughs> fantastic. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, but this film was just... Yeah, it was cool to revisit it as well. I haven't seen this cut in a while, actually. It's been probably six, seven years, maybe, for me, since I've watched the longer cut. But yeah, uh, just been pumping out lots of stuff. There's a lot of new stuff on the Project Louder website, new content updated kind of regularly. Uh, I try to do daily, but, you know, it's kind of hard to find the motivation to go on there and do stuff all the time it's hard to be the pod father you know yeah it is yeah. we do a lot you are the one and only yeah whatever robot guy said skynet took over i think he complimented me but skynet definitely took over there well anyway that was definitely a continuation of our james cameron talk pre-show let's talk about <laughs> david fincher from 1992's alien 3 and we are doing the assembly cut of the film like i said uh, directed by david fincher written by david giller walter hill and Larry Ferguson, produced by Gordon Carroll, David Geiler, and Walter Hill, starring Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Once again, Charles S. Dutton as Leonard Dillon, Charles Dance as Jonathan Clemens, Brian Glover as Harold Andrews, Ralph Brown as Francis Aaron, a.k.a. 85, Paul McGann as Walter Golick, Danny Webb as Robert Morse, Lance Henriksen as Bishop Two, 
and that guy at the end, Tom Woodruff Jr. as the alien, <laughs> Pete Pulsawait as Pete Pulsawait. <laughs> oh, David Pulsawait. Oh, okay, I guess. Uh, Holt McColony as Jr. Music by Elliot Goldenthal. Cinematography by Alum Thompson. Edited by Terry Rawlings. Distributed by 20th Century Fox. Run released may 22nd 1992 runtime of 104 mini so it's 114 minutes for that theatrical cut if you want to see something inferior budget of 60 million dollars grossed 159.8 made some money honey who wants to say the catchphrase roll, roll that, beautiful. that beautiful bean footage we'll get two <laughs> was there an alien on board yes <sighs> That trailer was missing something. Yeah, uh revealing too much of the movie, like modern trailers. Yeah, <laughs> true that. Well, look, a point I just made. Anyway, uh <laughs> it was to run this bitch down. I got you. Up, so buddy. after escaping death by the skin of her teeth and aliens, Ellen Ripley crash lands on the weaponless maximum security prison planet. Fury 161, a penal labor colony of hardened male criminals, but under oh, everyone that all only have the YY chromosome, which some say are, is the one that is specific for serial killers. Continue. Ah, ah, ah. But under everyone's noses, a stealthy xenomorph manages to escape and mature in the vast correctional facilities, labyrinthine ventilation duct system, and it picks off the unprotected inmates. Mass hysteria starts to spread. Now a handful of survivors have to make do with their primitive weaponry and hope for a quick death. Can Ripley, the veteran alien killer, eradicate the evil within? Find out. Yeah. All right. So who got the beepy beepy? What beepy beepy? That was me. That's me. It's my goddamn beepy beepy. Oh, okay. Beepy, beepy, beepy. Like, it's me. How are you just noticing it now? It's like <laughs> always, like always. <laughs> Can't say that. What's the beepy beepy, Steve? It's my goddamn smoke alarm. <laughs> oh. Why'd you smoke alarm all going off, buddy? Look, okay. I you need to move it farther one. away or something. I change the batteries in this son of a bitch constantly, and it just beepy beeps all the time. So, really? Yep, there it is. Yeah. I hear it now. <laughs> Shut up! Don't pay attention to it because now <laughs> I can't. Because now you said something. Now I'm gonna be like this. Beep. I'm just gonna mute. There you go. Right. I was gonna do that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Dude. 
Oh, Holy shit. Well, <laughs> we are on discussing this bitch, dude. So I'm going to have to say this is my first time watching the assembly cut. Okay. And it was fucking awesome. Like, can I we just wish- talk about the bonkers bullshit that we went through to watch this and like some of the stuff that we talked about? Yeah. You know what? We shall. Okay. So Chad's not here. Uh, Surprise gynecologist appointment, like always. It's you never know when they're gonna pop up. You you have to take care of your mangina. I mean, yeah, you just have sometimes to. it's the Chad. He, he's got to keep it clean, you know. Anyway, uh, we found out that there is multiple different Blu-rays releases of this, and there's a PAL version, there's the US version, there's single versions. Okay, there's there's many versions. Now there's a quadril a quadrilogy box set in an anthology box set now the pal version which chad has which is a green box it's labeled wrong (laughs) it was labeled shorter wasn't it yeah it's labeled the wrong cut it's actually a copy from the dvd the pal dvd release which featured a cut similar to the assembly cut but was 10 minutes shorter than the one that we watched Really? Yeah. So, which is why I was like giving everyone a hard time about the runtime, just in case one of you fucks accidentally watched the wrong version oh. of a special cut, <laughs> and then be like, "What are you talking about? What scene are you talking about?" Well. You know? Yes. So, uh, I think we we kind of figured it out that the final runtime is two hours and twenty five minutes for yeah. the actual assembly cut. So there is a version that has ten minutes shorter than that. Uh. Yeah, and that's pretty much the best version of the film available, the closest one to David Fincher's original view. Now, let's give you some context for this film. This is David Fincher's first film. Prior to this, he did uh, mostly music videos and things of that sort, kind of uh, like muscle, Russell Mulcahy did with uh, Razorback. Brody's going to get all excited because I mentioned that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so similar to like what Adam Marcus would do a year later, he took the franchise and he kind of took it by the horns. He's like, I'm going to take – this existing franchise, I kind of want to make it my own, but still keep it within the realm. So he made a film that's roughly three hours long. They took it, and then the producers watched it, and they said, take another half an hour out of it. And, of course, more meddling, more meddling, and more meddling, and we get the theatrical cut that was presented to us. Okay, so we may never see, we probably won't ever see the, the Fincher version of this film. So the closest thing we will have, which is this assembly cut, whatever we say, assembly cut is assembled from the work print or existing footage of this film is whatever is available out there from the scenes that were cut or whatnot. So this is the best way to watch this film. It was previously on HBO max uh, reportedly, one of us did see it there. I think I it was believe- Chad, and it was like about a month or two. Yeah. It's probably about a month ago. Yeah. I'd say. And then that, it got taken off, but that's whenever it was most recently available on streaming. So it will pop up from time to time. There is physical releases out there, but again, you got to read and be careful with what you're buying to make sure it's actually that version. So what is uh, 200, two hours and 25 two hours minutes? And 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> she was a long one. Yeah. But it could have been yeah, longer. She was. Yeah, she was. How um, many minutes is that? That's 104, isn't it 145 minutes? 145, like so you said? I think it's, I think it's somewhere around there. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. So if, yeah. if there's any questions, this is what, again, we haven't really talked about cuts really since uh, the Dawn of the Dead episode when we talked about the Argento, the extended, and then the US theatrical. So it's always fun to talk about different cuts of the film and it allows us to talk about almost a completely different film altogether. Because when you watch the theatrical cut and then you watch this version, it's you get a completely different feel for your setting, for the characters, and it's just an overall better film. So highly recommended. <clears throat> I actually watched the theatrical and the assembly cut um, today myself. Now I saw the theatrical cut like a while back, and I remember I remember the theatrical cut being better younger. But then I watched it again, and I'm like, "This is really." I fell asleep during the theatrical cut. I'm not even gonna lie. Then I watched the assembly cut, and I'm like, "This is what we should have gotten in general." And I, like we said, I love cuts of movies. Don't get me wrong. But why did, why is it so many people got to be involved and sometimes fuck it up? Like if, it, if it's good, they all they think they got a better idea on somebody else's idea. Yeah. And unfortunately about 99.8% of the time, they're all wrong. <laughs> and I mean, Chad has his infections. Yes, we know it happens. It's like, so I, there's some stuff I feel like even in the director, not in the, I'm sorry, in the theatrical cut that I still didn't mind. Like, I feel like we can talk about it now. Obviously, in the theatrical, there was the dog scene, but which I like, which the, I liked better. Yeah, like I don't. I feel like I also didn't. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy this scene, but I feel like if with the animal that it came out of, it would have been like it would have got bigger. But nonetheless, I feel like the characters themselves are flushed out. TJ, you got to look on your face like you're just. No. <laughs> no yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, the ending in itself, I'm glad I like this ending way better than the whole like me like ball, the, ball of fire, basically. Well, like, where she's like hold where the the chest burster actually comes out and then she like holds it as she falls in. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Way like I like this one me. where she was just like, I'm Jesus. <sighs> like <laughs> I like to think that these aliens take like the best attributes of the things that they paras parasite off of. That yeah, they, right. That they wouldn't yeah. be like big things. I think they let's say this this one's extra strong or, or extra fast. You know, this one's extra. Actually, it makes no fucking sense. Why is the ox one extra fast? Yeah. Well, I just think <laughs> I'm saying like crawls on all fours. That's why. Yeah, it even makes sense I mean. for a dog. No, no, no. Well, like, know, but <laughs> it, it makes sense for a dog, especially for the build, and that's why I feel okay. like the theatrical cut went for that. Because, like, okay, look at the normal human. Okay, the xenomorphs. hind legs. They're the a lot. Legs. Yeah. 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 So the human xenomorphs are a lot bigger. So the by that theory, Joe says the fifteen percent of the host DNA. So let's say it's fifteen percent of the of the bull yeah. DNA or the ox. Is that what it was? Ox. Yeah. 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 Um. Dude, the Can dog I just say thing also is with the ox. I want to say the dog thing is an inclusion by the producers because the oxen was was to be made a point from Fincher to show right. the level of technology and when what they're relying on on that planet to show how decent how degraded the, the quality of life is on that planet. Well, so, not only that, but it gave it yeah. more flushed out between those two characters, so you could actually get a little bit more absolutely with them. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> versus where, and the only reason I'll say I also like I the do dog agree is with because. You. With yeah. the dog, because like the hind legs and the way well, the yeah. mm -hmm. very dogish. When the owner is cleaning, when before he gets killed in the fan, when he's cleaning yeah. up the tunnel there, and mm -hmm. he's calling to his dog, 
There's no other mention of the dog I didn't that I didn't personally catch in the assembly cut until that point. No, there isn't. So I I, it just kind of was like, oh, that's kind of different. So I don't know if like he ever intended to have a d- different dog scene. Maybe the dog in itself got killed by the alien. Again, uh, the, the Fincher version. Right. Which, if you read his interviews or, or listen to his interviews or anything like that, dude, he hated Alien 3. However, he did sign off on this cut. Like, he said, I, okay. Again, young young directors, big franchises. <clears throat> big Reci- recipe for disaster. I mean... Yeah. How could you not yeah. be jaded by something like this? Right. Especially when they're just like Again, all your shit. What, what would happen a year later with another franchise? Yeah. As yeah. we've mentioned how many times. Yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a similar, similar situation. Wait, a year later. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Sorry. A little slow there. Oh, man. I was like, wait a minute. I will say that they did do Hicks dirty. Uh, Homeboy did not deserve to go out that way. Bro. I think that's my main complaint with even this cut of the movie was the fact that they killed off Newton Hicks. I think it would have made a better movie if they had a child in this type of environment trying to survive also with these fucked up people. (laughs) Yes, yes, but but we did have, have, okay, we did have (laughs) a attempted rape scene Yeah, and I don't even want to fucking know what a 10 year old girl 10 year old girl Mm. with the double Y's would be like so, but then then we could have seen We could have seen Hicks come in and shown just how fucking I feel like having be. Hicks would have thrown off the dynamic of all the other characters, having another strong male character like that, especially a military person. And then especially whenever at the end, whenever they rely more heavily on Ellen to lead oh, the yeah. team, I think yeah, right. it would more have relied on Hicks would have thrown off the balance of stuff and wouldn't have kind of driven. Honestly, I agree well. with that just because. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. in, not to like obviously stereotype and all this shit, but that's where it would probably end up going would be the male lead. Not but the point, point of, like, no, you're, you're, you're definitely right about that. Give things back to Ellen, <clears throat> right. you know? Yeah. Like, and how, dude, this poor woman, man, she has just literally like <sighs> been through a lot. She has been fucked every goddamn second, dude. Like, yep. I will have so, to say, Fincher takes the Zack Snyder approach and is just like, fuck, fuck your feelings. Like Joe said, uh, yeah. fuck your favorite characters and just kill them. Yeah, dude. Right. But by by him doing that, it allowed him to start fresh and allowed him to make his version of the alien story. And what the fuck do you just need? Ellen Ripley, face hugger, Xenomorph. There. Okay. 20th Century Fox. There you go. Can we we mention the face hugger? Yes, 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 yes. The face hugger scene, I think it was done so fucking well because it's like an afterthought and it's just there. It's like in the background. I love the shot. It's so fucking red. Hey, what's this, man? So, yeah. But can we talk about what kind of face hugger that is? It's a a queen. queen. Well, it's not. Well, it's supposed to be. It's the super. I think it's called like, quote unquote, the super face hugger because it can lay the queen and um, the sentinels as well. Okay, Mm -hmm. so is that the same face hugger that would have breached the the stasis pod of Ellen and then would lay a second time on the dog or the ox and the ox in this. one? So it survived the crash. Oh, yeah. Okay. like. So it either can lay multitudes of eggs or at least can lay like two eggs versus the face. Normal face hugger should be one. And that's why maybe it was a little bigger and it was obviously a way darker color. 
Yeah. So there was, I wish they kind of went a little bit more into it, and I think they were supposed to. Yeah, uh, I actually I watched something on it. The queen one is a way darker color. Like it, it is, it's black. It's like a black shell on it, and the tail is a different color too. That's all well and good, boy. So, Kate's oh, oh, snip, fucking snip. G'day, g'day there, folks. It is your DKB here, back for another motherfucking episode of Gormor. This week, I'm here to talk to you about David Finch's Alien 3. Now, I'm not going to sit here all night and nitpick the fuck out of this film like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry on the internet saying how shit this film is. Yes, it does have its flaws like any other movie, and yes, it could have been so much, much more, but with what we got, it's still a fantastic film. Like, it's really entertaining. So you can go fuck yourselves. In that sense... I love him. Um, I love him. What I really appreciate about what Mr. Fincher does with this world that he creates is that it, he creates that 90s nostalgic uh, industrial metal gothic there he depress, goes depression era vibe I mean post-apocalyptic you could say yeah we'll go with that um and, and he really uh, he, he creates these characters I mean he sort of splits them in half there's like half that you fucking hate and then the other half that you really really appreciate um and that's kind of it's a, it's a mixed balance but it's really cool because then he can actually How would the like, blood operate in water? show you some fantastic gore, which we do. We do get some tasty gore from people that we don't really give a shit about. Um, so the practical oh. effects um, of the alien slash dog hybrid, I found that to be actually really intriguing in itself. I mean, there's a really cool scene that you may have seen on some posters where the alien sniffs Sigourney's uh, head. Um, that was such a fucking intense scene. Just because we know how much these aliens can like fuck you up in a heartbeat. I like um, how the cunt sign got brighter and then made his face uh, more right, illuminated. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver herself. Now I do I honestly believe she brings a bit more of a darker role. Um her persona and characteristics about her body posture and facial expressions, her emotions are really, really pushed to the limit in this film. I yes. mean once you see the opening scene you will find out why. Um, and then as the film later progresses, you will find out even more and you can see her slowly transform into this character that's fitting so perfectly for this world. But by the end of the film, she's like the strongest. She's the strongest character there. And Fincher, um, really, really does it, really does her justice in this film, I, I reckon. Um, now, um, I'm going to have to give this a Gore more score of, I, um, I'm going to give it a 3.9, not quite a 4, because I, I would have loved to have seen a bit more tasty gore in this. In that sense, I still honestly believe, like I said earlier, it is. Remind me to talk about the gore. I've not seen it. Um, definitely go check it out. Um, it's definitely not the worst in the franchise, that's for sure. Hmm. So, in saying that, this is your DKB signing out. Have a great day or evening. And, oh, fuck, a great day or night, straight there. Um, yeah, I will catch you guys next week. Cheers. <clears throat> yeah. The greatest sign ever resides okay. in Brody's house. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it right? does. Fucking and, a, and I will, and I will say this about that. The well, now in the theatrical with the dog thing. Of course, that reminds me of the thing. Except it's not an imitation. The dog pretty much is, you, you know, dead. Although it's dead in the thing, it looks like 
a dog. Right. Yeah. Nah, there's no dog scene in the assembly cuts, so there's only the ox. So we're reviewing nope. the ox cut. We're, we're talking about yeah, the ox, are. maybe. <laughs> Which that puppetry in that scene was great. I was, yes. I'm assuming yes. it was stop motion. The initial. The the initial uh, how how do we want to say it explosion of the chest yeah the chest yeah, or, yeah the it's it's different than a burst because it wasn't a it was a it was an explode I it mean was more of, it was more of like it was cutting like a, itself out more like than a slice yeah and yeah. what it could have been with its tail I mean it still had a kind of it was definitely bigger than a normal chest burster for that's for sure uh, well, okay. oh yeah yeah maybe, way bigger maybe because it's not a human it, it didn't. Or because well, yeah, of the way- because if you think of the DNA, you got to think of how animals grow inside faster than what human babies do. You know what I mean? So if you think of the whole DNA aspect <clears throat> of it, then maybe because it's animal DNA like that, that it would grow to a bigger size faster and, you right. know, gestate more quickly. Yeah, It would have been crazier if they like, I mean... Obviously, I always like when it peels off the skin and shit when it drops out. But if yeah, it almost yeah. like hollowed out the ox like it was eating already and then like ripped yeah, its way that, out. Like, see, that's the vibe. That I was would be yeah, that's what I was. Well, see, that's what I. Yeah, that's exactly right. what I was thinking that it was already eating it from the inside out. Because how did it die? It hadn't come out yet. You know what I mean? And usually these things, when when they come out of you, that's when the host dies. But the, yeah. the ox was already dead and they didn't know what killed it. So. Maybe it was eating it from the inside out. Mm, right. It's very possible. Uh, yeah. That, although, that would be cool. although in some of the, some of them, they haven't woke up. Like obviously in the first one they did, but sometimes they're straight up paralyzed. And then, oh no, you're right. Yeah. No, it, I guess they always do wake up or, from the shock when it first starts to break. Normally hanging it upside down, wake it up. Maybe. I mean, it was already dead. Because so, he yeah. was punching the fucking thing. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. Dude, was like can we just talk about the size of the lice on that fucking thing? Oh, dude, oh, the lice were huge. They have a lice <laughs> problem. That's why they had to shave okay, her head, bro. Yeah, yeah but, I know, oh, but those aren't fucking I lice, I could have just dude. picked those out. I could have like just the picked those out. They're like the size of a mint. Yeah. Those, those things were fucking, fucking super lice, dude. Like, holy <laughs> shit. That's our new lice. You gotta, like, you gotta show you. how bad this, this fucking planet is. So let's, so sh- let's show super lice. It, like, <laughs> well, that's, the mean, next, like, that's the next yeah. movie, Super Lice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that a movie already? Didn't we do ticks? No, we did. No, we do. We should. We did slugs. We did slugs. I yeah. am going to pick ticks for my next uh, future pick. Dude, that's next year, but all right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> don't remember making your list. That's fine. Yeah. So, oh my God. Shall we take a peek or does anybody else have anything else to discuss? You said you wanted to talk about the gore. The gore, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to disagree with Brody a little bit and say that as the gore may have not been plentiful, and yes, I, I do love my splatter. But I think the gore in this film wasn't intended to be this way, as David Fincher is much too classy for that sort of thing. David Fincher takes a more theatrical and cinematic approach to his gore. And I think the gore that we presented is done in a masterful and artistic way and presented on a screen in in, in a way to create suspense and to really emphasize the impact of the scene you're watching. Just my opinion. But uh, yeah. I mean, I... I think I what, liked we, to, go yeah, ahead, say, what we got, I enjoyed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't, it was, some, it wasn't horrible. I think it's something we brought up in the show in the past. Sometimes the cutaway is more effective than the on screen. Yeah, it can be. And then you show the cleanup and you're just like, oh, 
Again, yeah. uh, Hitchcock's most famous scene has an actual no penetration. So, nope, that is hot. <laughs> Sounds like my sex life. <laughs> oh, okay. boom. Yeah, so, Steve, start us off, and I'll finish you, baby. Ooh. All right. So, oh yeah. Wait, wait. Behind that curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at one point, David Fincher was denied permission by the film's producers to shoot a crucial scene in the prison under structure between Ripley and an alien against orders. Fincher grabbed Sigourney Weaver, a camera and shot the scene. Anyway, the scene appears in the final cut. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that's damn the man. Damn the man. Uh, the film's production process was so chaotic and its reception by fans and critics so unfavorable that it nearly ended David Fincher's career before he ever had a chance to gain momentum as a director. But two things ended up saving Fincher from permanent uh, movie jail. The first thing was that Sigourney Weaver publicly and often angrily sided with Fincher against 20th Century Fox, telling journalists that the studio had made decisions that resulted in an impossible situation for the young director and that he would have an excellent career if given further chances. The other thing was that producer Arnold Copelson knew and didn't respect the management at Fox, and that was part of the process where he ultimately offered Fincher a new project a few years later. That project was Seven, and its massive success reignited Fincher's career, making him one of the most respected directors of his time. Damn. Seven, such a great movie. Oh. Yes. Dude, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh. Original Alien 1979 director Ridley Scott turned down the chance to direct Scott and later Rennie Harlan, who you guys know from Die Hard 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 4, if I'm correct. Just, yes, just you are. One off. Okay. Both you thought the, the third film should explore the origin of xenomorph species. This concept was deemed too expensive by David Geiler and Walter Hill. Since most special effects work at the time still had to be done practical instead by computer-generated images. So Scott declined to return, and Harlan later quit the film because he found alternative concepts too repetitive. See, originally, I'm going to go off script here because I know stuff. Uh, Harlan wanted to go to – this is the real reason why Harlan was kicked off. Homeboy wanted to go to the alien planet, and the studio's like – we're not spending that much money. So Harlow was like, bye. Bye. And then they hired another guy after Harlan. I did I yeah, I don't think I said that in that bit. Uh and he wanted to do a thing where it was like a spaceship, but it was like a it was like an old like an old ship full of monks. And they were which is yeah. And then the monks, monks huh? The monks hmm. come into contact with Ridley. Well, Ripley and somehow it, like aliens come in. Yeah. And then that was scrapped. And then Fincher. And so we get ninja aliens in that, dude. Like, yeah, like you fucking yeah. Shaolin, 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 Xenomorphs. Shaolin that that would have been a great concept to see. Shaolin to Xenomorphs, dude. Somebody write oh. it. $7 million had been spent on sets that were never used thanks to the ever-changing script. Boom, right there you go. Before filming had even started. During filming, the script had still constantly being rewritten in the new versions faxed to the studio on a nearly regular daily basis. Cast and crew often filmed a scene and learned the next day that it had already been scrapped. Much wow. more of the autopsy scene was filmed than ended up in the final film, a rough cut of the scene. Originally contained so much more gore that even made crew members who had worked on it sick to their stomachs. Now, the cool thing about that 
particular hmm. autopsy scene it's not only does it like it doesn't show not necessarily incisions or anything happening but it shows close-ups of the organs themselves while they're in the cavity and i think Jeez. that that's just as effective as showing an incision or a chest burst oh yeah yeah again it's oh, the shit, way what? that david fincher approaches gore and not so much as the way he shows it it's just well, it's more the way he shows it, and it's the way he approaches it. It's just different than a traditional way that we're used to. It's not as in your face. It's more artistically right. done. Right. All right. So uh, Michael Bain stated in an interview that he was deeply hurt that he wasn't asked to return as Corporal Dwayne Hicks, his character from Aliens. Uh, but even more so that the film opened with Hicks immediately being killed off after escaping <laughs> with the other survivors at the end of the previous movie. He stated that he didn't mind Hicks dying per se, but objected to the careless way they did it in this film. He therefore refused the studio permission to use a dummy of a corpse in his likeness, but allowed them to use his photograph. Carrie Hayne, on the other hand, was more accepting of her character Newt's death, simply stating, life goes on. Uh, oh, poor girl drowned, and then Hicks is just right? fucking a pile of mush in a jar. Just mush in a jar. is If you really think about it, the thing that was supposed to keep him safe killed him. The safety bar above yeah. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crushed his skull. So after That's the first... Sad. After the first rough cut of the movie was made, the film spent over a year in editing while additional filming and later reshoots were conducted. Damn. Making the convicts. Yeah. Making the convicts bald headed due to lice due to a lice problem was David Fincher's idea. When he told Sigourney Weaver during their first meeting, she immediately thought it was great and and a bold idea. When Fincher asked how she felt about shaving her head for the role, she jokingly replied, it's fine with me only as long as I get more money. Hell yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah, Make that money. Absolutely. Cash is king. Context is queen, baby. Damn right. Absolutely. So the crane that lifts the crashed EEV out of the water to dry land is a miniature built using the cannibalized parts from a Star Wars X-Wing fighter model kit. The horizontal part of the crane actually consists of the fuselage of an X-Wing. The two people standing on top of the miniature EEV are simply static cardboard cutouts dressed with pieces of cloth that were made to move in the wind to simulate silhouettes of real people wearing thick coats. Nice. So I read something. A lot of detail on there. I read something about that scene when the EEV is crashing into the water that they kind of fucked up because the water splashes straight up. But there was so much there was wind going and that water should have like been moving in right. just going straight up. I read that one. Um, Here's another uh, script idea. William Gibson wrote a very early script treatment for the film based on an idea from producers David Geiler and Walter Hill, which was intended initially intended as the first of a two-parter to be shot back to back. As Sigourney Weaver's involvement was in question, Ripley would spend most of the time in a coma. Yeah, fuck that. The main mm-hmm. focus of the story was on Hicks and Bishop, two characters from Aliens, as they brought as they are brought to Deep Space Station where scientists somebody cooking food where scientists have begun experimenting on alien cell samples with devastating consequences. When a dangerous alien-human hybrid gets loose inside the station, Hicks launches the unconscious Ripley in a lifeboat safely into space, setting up the fourth movie. However, he and Bishop leads an evacuation of the station. Many consider this to be a much superior script. However, Geiler and Hill had looped for more inventive ideas and wanted another draft. Gibson refused, stating that he didn't want to raise 
waste more of his time and had other commitments. Skyler and Hill then canceled the second part, focusing on the movie instead. The only carryover from the original script is the barcodes on the back of the neck convicts next a relative lack of weapons on the station and the appearance of the company's scientists. The miniature of the coastline seen when the EEV is plummeting towards the planet was given a slickly green hue, which was to suggest that the area was polluted from decades of industrial spilling, an idea left over from an earlier screenplay in which the prison facility had been modified for use as a toxic waste dump, which is why we see uh, a containment room, I guess, huh? Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. So at the 15 minute mark, the same dipping bird appears on the warden's desk as it was seen in the original Alien 1979. Nice. Nice. Oh, I honestly was not paying attention to that, to be honest with you. Steve, no. talk more about the assembly cut. All right. So the production of the 2003's Alien Quadrilogy DVD box set enabled the makers of the Alien films to create a director's cut of their original movie. Producer Charles de la Zurica contacted Alien 3 director David Fincher with the offer, but he declined. So De Lorenzo supervised the new cut himself, guided by Fincher's original production notes and shooting scripts that were available. However, he and his team encountered some difficulties with the restoration of the scenes. In one instance, a scene of the infant alien puppet running away from the abattoir still had the puppeteer in the shot, but these could be digitally erased. In many ah. scenes... The in many scenes, only the original production sound was available. Oh. The dialogue was often of poor quality as it was recorded on set with considerable background noise. Unfortunately, the team did not have the time and budget for a re-recording of the original dialogue, which would have required the participation of several actors. So for the problem, so the problem was solved by inserting subtitles in places where the dialogue was difficult to hear. For the 2010 Alien Anthology HD Blu-ray box set, the original cast members were brought in for additional dialogue recording, making the soundtrack on par with the original theatrical version. Much like that first Alien movie, Alien 3 had problems with negative reactions of an audience who saw the rough cut of the movie in early test screenings and were horrified from all the scenes of gore and violence. Because of this... And also to avoid NC-17 rating by MPAA, Alien 3 was heavily cut. Some of the graphic scenes that were deleted from the rough cut, which is said to be three hours long, included more graphic shots of Newton Hicks' dead bodies, a way more violent version of the scene where the alien bursts out of the dog, longer and more disturbing versions of Newt's autopsy scene, close-ups of melted, of melted face of prisoner who gets hit with alien acid, more gore from where he falls into giant fan, more bloody footage of Clemens' desk, and some parts from the final chase and fight between prisoners and the alien. A cast of Meryl Streep's face was used in a 3D model on a monitor showing the scan <laughs> of the face hugger on Ripley. As a face cast of Sigourney Weaver had not been made at the time. Coincidentally, Streep was one of the final actresses considered for the role of Ripley in Alien before we got that part. Oh, you want me to keep going? I can do this all day. No, keep going, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, there's some, uh, there's some behind the scenes fuckery going on right now. Um, oh, fuck. Bart's <laughs> frozen with that intense look on his face. <laughs> 
God damn it. Prior to release of the assembly cut, another version of the film circulated among fans taken from a VHS work print. This version uses elements of both the assembly and theatrical versions, incorporating footage from the first round of reshoots based on statements from David Fincher. He completed his edit prior to his quitting the film and its features changed instituted by Fincher himself, such as changing the facehugger host to a dog. It's also last known cut of the film that Fincher oversaw, making it the closest to a true director's cut than any other incarnation of the film. As such, fans still sur- still pass around the digital copy on the internet. In the film, it is never particularly clear what Boggs, Reigns, and Golik are doing when they are attacked by the runner. Although it is suggested they are mapping and measuring an abandoned part of the facility in the sh- in the shooting script and novelization, however, it is explained that they are exploring and foraging for overlooked provisions left behind when the facility was shut down. In the longer assembly mm-hmm. cut version of the film, Golik can indeed be seen retrieving packs of cigarettes from an old vending machine, yes. which which never made sense to me before until I saw this cut. And like I he said, was- I have this, and I've just, I've never watched it. I've always watched the theatrical version, so I was okay. like, okay. Totally makes sense that they were like, you know, foraging for shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very excited when he found those. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure he skipped off, but. So during wrong. some test screenings, many people had to leave the theater and go to the bathroom due to loud and low frequencies in the sound effects and music. The brown note, the fucking yes! brown note exists. Make it exists. Make him poop. Eric Red wrote an early rejected screenplay in which hordes of aliens invade a space station colony molded on 20, 20th century rural Kansas. What the fuck? What? At one point, 50 aliens... What the fuck? At one point, 50 aliens fuse together to form one big amorphous creature that tears through the station. It's critters. It's critters. talking about critters. It's fucking critters. What the fuck? And it causes it to become a biomechanical fusion of alien DNA, human flesh, steel girders, and plates. Akira. <laughs> you know, oh, I kind of want to see this version Trapper now. Like, I kind of want to see that. This sounds like it's so bad. It it, it would right? be like, fun. Yeah. So while unused Alien oh, wow. 3 screenplays by William Gibson and Vincent Ward have gained significant cult following over the years, Red's version has been widely ridiculed for its B-horror movie tone, copious amounts oh, of yeah. abs- of gore, and even a graphic gratuitous sex scene. Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver called it a real disaster, absolutely dreadful, and Red himself disowned it as a piece of junk that he wrote after five weeks of intense hysterical story conferences with the studio, who just wanted to rush a sequel in production. He also blamed producers Walter Hill and David Giller for giving him no story or treatment or any real plan for this picture and hampering his efforts by not wanting Sigourney Weaver to return. I like okay. how it was a hysterical thing with the studio. Like, really? <laughs> So I'm going to skip to the last two things. An advanced type of the face hugger, one that impregnates Ripley was with a queen embryo, was designed and built with a darker protective plating as well as webs between its digits. It was probably based on an unused design by H.R. Geiger himself for, and I quote, Joe Gallo, you'll like this, aquatic face hugger that was Ooh, supposed yeah. to swim ashore after the EEV crash. The creature was cut from the theatrical version, but it does make a brief appearance in the assembly cut in the scene where the two inmates are discussing the dead ox. Morris is the only one of the convicts to live at the end of the film and is taken away by the company's soldiers. Now, this is the connection to Alien Resurrection. Uh, it's, a, it's a small one, but uh, you guys will see it. Uh, although his fate in the movies is left open, according to the guidebook Alien Utani report, 
Morris was transferred to a different prison where he was specifically forbidden to talk about the alien. Plagued by nightmares, he renounced his faith and started writing an account called Space Beast, which was published into a book four years later. Banned by the company, several uh, versions of his book still circulated throughout the centuries. And according to the novelization of Alien Resurrection, the Winona Ryder character learned about Ripley and the company and the aliens through that book. Huh. Whoa. Okay. And Morris cool. eventually died in his 60s, 25 years after his book was that's published. Some deep ass lore right there. Holy shit. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Though. More that's, than deep. Yeah. There's some good. back. It's like a backwards ass connection to. Right? Yeah, literally. Oh my God. Uh, Hot damn. But yeah, let's now actually, I want to watch uh, Resurrection. Let's talk that's about like, it, guys. Let's talk about it. Talk uh, about it. John, you have any questions, really? Dude, honestly, I kind of don't. Like, I don't. I mean, we. I guess like, well, Gallo kind of brought up the aquatic sea creatures, but I mean, this was supposed to end the trilogy, as we all yeah. know. Like, could you see this ending any other way than what it was given to us, like in this cut, obviously? Or, well, I mean, right. if the CGI was better, this would be good. Oh, yeah, I think, I think oh, yeah. that's the only thing that's the only downfall to this version or to this version of the film is mm-hmm. the CGI. Yeah, it, it's terrible, which I will say, at least I feel like they don't overuse it to where they give you way more POV shots, which I am totally fine with. Yeah, so, I know if, if maybe some might not like it, but it just makes me want to play AVP goal. You know what they should do? Like, you know, it'd be Fincher cut and then they redo the. uh the CGI, CGI and, they make, that. and they make a more ox like, uh, yeah, alien. Fucking so, more okay, ox, like more that brutal, awesome. like fucking, fucking yeah. beefy as fuck. Okay, quick side note Did you guys ever like have the old aliens toys? Yes, like back no. in the do you they have a rhino one? That's yeah. what I was gonna bring you up. Like, yeah. They have the rhino one, so like it would that'd be cool I as think, fuck, and that would explain yeah, running, <laughs> just make it like a little bit more like it could, it could have some crazy fucking horns, dude. Because obviously, that the only problem it. would be is when we do see the alien, I guess this will go into our questions now, right? Uh, the close ups and the, this, the practical effects we do get are absolutely phenomenal. And if I'm oh, correct, oh, yeah, this is a Tom mm. Woodward Woodruff Jr. Yes, it is. Type thing, yeah. I mean, the only reason we got CGI is because they went with a whole different style of alien. Like, if they went yeah. with the human xenomorphs, yeah, we could have... Looks fantastic. Looks oh, yeah. The, fantastic. I, like the, I like the design of the alien in this one. It looks great. Just if that CGI was so much better, it, it would have I mean, we're talking 92. So this yeah, is Yeah, I like, mean, for the time, for the time, it was, you know, not uh, horrible. It wasn't the horrible, best. Didn't we have this discussion... Terminator, Terminator Two Jurassic came out a year Park before. Came out the next year. It did. Terminator yeah. Two was the year no before. No excuse. True yeah. that. Money. True that. True Again, that. Money. comparing yeah. Terminator Two CGI to Jurassic Park is still pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is it, still it's all great today. <sighs> I mean, maybe Spielberg had some shit going on with the devil. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> those dinosaurs are shit. fucking real, okay? Right? They are. <laughs> they are the real. He really made dinosaurs for that movie. They shot them all after. There's no other way to explain it, holding up this log. There's no way. Goldblum just won't talk about it, but he was like, that scene was the worst scene ever. He has nightmares I, about it every night. <laughs> now, you can't blame uh, budget on the CGI. No, not at all. Nope, no, not at all. This motherfucker had everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's... 
I it's just a, it's a shame. It, it, it's a shame in that little aspect, yes, but overall, still decent. But I wish we got more puppetry, but I get that they wanted to show it that it was fast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but they the could have done that. They could have done that without CGI. You know how? I mean, they gave us a bunch of you know shots of it looking around and stuff without actually seeing. It would have been we very could, difficult to show a puppet running. I mean, yeah. You would end up gotten you would end up get with like Evil Dead Two hand going across the floor would kind of look like, and that was like a stop motion animation kind of type. Well, it was at, at, yeah, it was at the stop time. motion and the axe explode like when it was going down the hall. Yeah, but then the um, which the hit, there was a board there was a board like lifted so someone. Oh, you're talking for Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's once again, I think it kind of went with the uh, what you said on Event Horizon. Sometimes the CGI also goes with it. You know what I mean? Like I would yeah. like to see it cleaned up if you can yeah. do it, but who knows? Maybe Disney will do it. Maybe. Oh, God damn it, Disney! Not not enough love for this film. So, yeah, guys, probably. for Bye. Matt, I watched a Blu-ray. I also watched Blu-ray, courtesy of Mister Joe Gallo, because I fucked up my order when I went to go order it. Ooh! I thought I ordered it, never hit complete order, and I was like, "Oh, uh, that predator set." That Predator's uh, yeah. cut, don't order it. It's complete shit. I'm wow. not going to because also Mr. Gallo just dumped all his Predator Blu-rays on me because he's like, I got the 4K ones here. Yeah, I was like, exactly. Oh, I was going to say, get the 4K ones. <laughs> buy them individually or get the 4K ones. That that Blu-ray box set just falls apart. The packaging itself is poo. But uh, he had that. He had the older Blu-ray collection. Um, what the hell is it? This the one before the, the Red Pack? The, it was the green one. No, no, I'm talking oh. about the alien. He oh, had that alien. green one that Scoob's got with the book, like the yeah. book style. Dude, Ooh. that shit's money. Mm-hmm. I'm sad I never picked that up. Is that the thicker one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's got that thickness. Got, yeah. It's down with the thickness, baby. Thick. Bobby, how'd Thick. you watch it? Uh, I watched the theatrical on um, on demand. They had that one, and then I bought it on Prime, the assembly yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. The okay. digital version? Yeah. What was that like 15? Yeah. 15 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's what I did, too. Since it was very last notice for me, I couldn't rush home to pick hey, up Steve, my copy. Hey, Steve, thanks for stopping in, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Fuck yeah. yeah, we do Fuck very yeah. much. Yes. So, yeah, I did. I paid I paid the 15 bucks and watched it. While it's I was nice that uh, some of the upper echelon of Project Louder graces us with their presence sometimes, oh, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. I'm just saying, not all of us have the number one rated show on the network, you know. I don't right. know what you're talking about. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. You shut We're, your whore mouth right now. Oh, <laughs> we are in the presence of the Lord. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Where are we at, Cons- gentlemen? Continuing. Douche of the movie, Warden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's hands no, down. No, yeah, there's no, no disputing that one. Yeah, at all. <laughs> Fucking a Agreed. favorite kill. Uh, so you know, as a kid, I thought the the uh, the fan kill was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Only because you know, I don't know why. I just thought it was really cool. Because there's a lot of meat just thrown yeah. at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, no, I I love that because it's literally shot. You see the fan. You watch him go. The next thing you see the fan and just it's like oh. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, that shows <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, it shows money. As an adult uh, who has a much more profound love for film, I think the double murder of those dudes where he gets mm. the blood spit on him is just fantastic. 
because you don't get to see any of them really get killed. You only no. get to see the alien like in places covered in blood, and then you just see the blood spit on him, and you just freak the fuck out. I think it's fantastic. Is that the one where he's like crawling away, and you can kind of see the alien in the background? He's like, like he's like on yeah, yeah. the like, wall. Mm-hmm, he has yeah. the one dude yeah. right now, and he just kind of looks, and he just looks at him. He kind of like snarls, and his face is covered in blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, too cool. I got, um, this is a tough one. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm going to go with fan one, though. Yeah, dude, I'm going to sleep. The fan. <laughs> yeah, the fan. I mean, because, uh, because you, know, kid about you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. Because you know what? Like I said, like literally one minute you see it clean. The next minute it, you hear the hit. Yeah. And it's everywhere. How do you know it's him? Well, that's his boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his spleen. <laughs> it's good stuff. Fucking good stuff. Uh, best scene. So, ooh, this is gonna be this gonna be tough. Mm. This, okay, so I I just now I'll save it for cinematography because I'll blow my load there. Uh, <laughs> Get that full sizz. Oh yeah, uh, uh, uh. catching it for days. Uh, yeah. Best scene. So what do you got? Okay, what scene? I allowed you guys just full completion. Scoobs, you you, you, you go you away, Scoop. You Scoop. You take it. Mm. Uh, man, I mean, I, I, my, like my favorite scene and just because it's just the, the way that it just ended the series or it was supposed to, you know, was when Ripley just did that dive off the, off that rafter. Okay. I mean, that's, it's just beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, if this would have been the last alien movie, I'd have been okay with that. You know what I mean? With this version of the film, not the theatrical bullshit version but this version you know what i mean Correct. so for me that that's i mean that's my favorite scene um i'm gonna I have to say i'll oh, go ahead bobby uh, i was gonna say i guess it's a brief so it's not like a whole scene her, her confrontation face with the alien because in that moment if this is the end thinking before resurrection like to me, that right there was like the uh, to me the ultimate. Like you're really seeing death in your face that close, knowing it's basically coming. So I, 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 I that's my favorite scene. From an editing and filmmaking standpoint, my favorite scene would have to be whenever Ellen uh, finds out that there is an actual alien. She can confirm that there's an alien there. She comes face to face with it, and then the the scene is cut between. The, ca- the cafeteria full of men and her running towards them and them kind of talking and stuff. And it's just cut in ever so way that by the time she reaches her, there's a, there's a, there's a buildup and a suspense built up and a sense of urgency within the editing and the, the way it was filmed that when he, she reaches it and then that the, uh, the, uh, the warden gets grabbed by the xenomorph and pulled up. It just, it, it's just a, an effective scene I, I just feel like it was just so well edited together and it just works so well with the film. And then the, the, to end it with the worker standing up in the hole where the guy got sucked up in and him just, just looking up there it. as he's cleaning. Yeah, scared. Dude. I think that's just a fantastic way to tie a little bow tie. It's like David Fincher just was like, this is going to be a great scene. And this like, he, it, it's fantastic. I, I guess whenever he felt made this, he was super meticulous. He would spend ridiculous amounts of times reshooting things. I think it was average of 50 shots takes per shot. Uh, 
per average on this film because David Fincher is a perfectionist and that clearly shows in sequences like that and scenes like that where editing really plays a pivotal role in filmmaking. And I think that it shows it there. So, yeah. Man, you set the bar, buddy. <laughs> what, 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 Bro, what Brody just said in his comment, if you look, uh, yeah, that, okay. I, yeah, that's a good one too. Yes, that is another, again, I, like I will talk one. about that in cinematography, uh, just the way David Fincher approaches uh, the display of the alien. I'll talk about that later. Uh, so, I mean, okay, <laughs> when she goes face to face with the alien, that is probably the most iconic scene from this movie. Obviously, it's like the biggest gift that everybody knows, the meme, all that good shwang. Um, it's a great scene. And obviously, like it sets, especially in this cut, it sets it from, you know, it sets a new a new point in the story of like why she didn't get killed, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I think though, for my favorite, my favorite scene is going to be actually the, um, the autopsy scene when she actually finds out that everybody's dead. Cause you Shit. can just see like the, just the emotion on her face and what she's got to go through in order to. That's a challenging you know I mean? scene. That's a challenging right. scene. For yeah, this yeah. Especially when, you know, he even asked like, was is that you know, your daughter? Right. And well, you know that kind of hurt. The pause. Mm-hmm. You have the right. slight pause. Because for well, anybody I mean, listening that, that doesn't know, for whatever reason, and if you go back to listen to our Aliens podcast, she already did have a daughter, and she lost her because of the cryosleep because she was in it for almost 60 fucking years. So, you know what I mean? This is her second. Ripley, like I said earlier, Ripley's just been fucked through this whole series nonstop. Yeah, badly. Like, like Bad. she just loses everybody that comes in contact with her. It's just not good. But yeah, it's, that's going to be my favorite scene just because I feel like it was the most challenging, too, just because, you know, it's a 10 year old girl. And like, obviously, the doctor's got to do, you know, he's got to do, but it, he, even he doesn't want to do it. So, yes. Yeah. The blocking mm-hmm. in that scene was fantastic per Brody Kane. I'd have to agree, buddy. Mm-hmm. Opening scene for the assembly cut. Oh yeah. Yep. Yes. Fantastic. Definitely. Yes. Yep. Definitely. It sets the tone very well. You almost uh, have to watch it like twice just to see like what's going on in those fast like yeah edits because there's a lot going on in that time <laughs> that you might not catch. Best hits, hottest girl, best dick, always coming home with Sigourney Weaver. Lance Henriksen, you're in everything. Uh, but I, I like the British dude, the British doctor. The doctor? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree yeah. with you, buddy. You know I what other movie well. he was in, right, TJ? <sighs> I Come feel on. like I do. They just going- released it on 4K. What movie is it? Wait, what? Last Action what? Hero? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Benedict. See, I don't see him. He doesn't have the. I know. I know. Yeah. But yeah, Sigourney yeah. and definitely. I, I would agree with him. Yeah. I'll tell Although oh, yeah, Lan- Lance is my Lance is my guy, but I'll give it to the doctor in this one. It was the accent, dude. Is that a queen? That is a queen. Yes. It's not the cool. It's not the cool red one that makes sounds, though. That came out after the fact. Does does our Chad, the Chad have one? I believe so. I believe he bought one for his kids too. Okay. Hell yeah. That's going to be a shirt. So it's going to say the Chad. When I get a soundboard, I'm going to get uh, Tom Green saying the Chad. So whenever I introduce him, it's (laughs) the the Chad. Chad. (laughs) Chad. 
Oh, hey, Chad's a big hit down under. What are you talking about? I've heard. Uh, uh, (laughs) Score. Wait, Uh, is it uh, Scuba? Best hits? Best girl? Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Come on, man. I mean, Sigourney Weaver. And then, of course, you know, you guys know, you know, Charles Dan or, you know, what was that? Charles, uh, Charles Dance from uh, Last Action Hero. I know him from The Golden Child. So. Oh, shit. I forgot he was in that. None of us are as ultrally eclectic as you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Uh, But yeah. There we go. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Best. So yes. Uh, oh my score. score. That indica is really setting in. Uh, score. <laughs> the score yeah. the movie. <laughs> so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes, but it did totally rip score from previous films. It's okay yeah, as well. Yeah. Which is fine. It, it, it makes it. It makes it just it more, makes it fit that much yeah. more. Like right, it's right, a Disney it. property, so it makes sense now. Because what, oh, what? 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 What, yeah. is this, what is the sequel trilogy? Rehash Star Wars scores from the last fucking six films. They can't do anything to save their I, fucking life. The best I thing is Solo's theme. That one, dude. I, I have say to Solo's theme is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he's right. He is right. So wait, wait. So technically, this is a Disney princess. Thing, I was right? just about to say that. Does that actually? Yeah, yes. she's an evil queen. She's an Ooh, evil queen. And, yeah. and then Ripley, the best head. In, Ripley in, in Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Ripley in Alien Resurrection is a Disney princess. <laughs> Oh, so another so wait, now in, in <laughs> other words we need to see a queen alien and ripley in like magic kingdom taking pictures with kids yep. right so Fuck what yeah. we're gonna see is maleficent riding an alien queen in the next like Fuck yeah in the battle yo. Like, yeah, like fucking in the battle <laughs> yo it happen who I'll, I'll tell you right now boner no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> predator's gonna ride in on simba from the other side no no so, dutch, dutch is gonna be on predator <laughs> oh, favorite Jesus, character man. Ooh, um, I, I like Ripley. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to Ripley. Of course, Ripley. You know what? I'm actually going to go with uh, fuck. What the hell is his name? The, the pastor dude there. The guy that was actually like the head of the religion. What's his name? Stuff like that. Oh, What's my his God. name? I don't remember. Was it? Wasn't Francis? What the fuck was his goddamn? Oh my God! Wasn't it? Um, isn't it? It's not Harold. No, not Harold. Leonard. No, isn't it? Pictures. No, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on a second here. Jesus Christmas. You think I would have had this? Jesus Christmas. <laughs> OMG. Oh, my oh, God. God. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, uh, Dylan. Dylan. You son of a bitch. Wait, did we even have a- Oh, yeah, Leonard Dylan. Okay, that's yeah, Leonard. Yeah. All right. Leonard. I Let me go with him. Go just with- he- why yeah well i was gonna say just because uh he holds to his priorities and then he just beats the shit out of them motherfuckers oh dude they, yeah uh, the questionable scene you go along. I, I gotta show the brothers <laughs> yeah we gotta <laughs> fuck dude. and there's like great. that chunk of meat on the fucking right on that leg yeah. <laughs> fuck dude fucking a that's righteous justice if i've ever fucking seen it <laughs> oh my god it's fucking rad so my favorite character i'm gonna take a little different turn here i'm gonna say 85 only because he gets a pretty good story arc in the assembly cut and only and he gets a, a redemption at the end when he takes out uh real 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 life bishop so yeah that's true like he helps whenever 
Ellen takes control. He's like, okay, whatever you want, boss. And he follows along. Now, when it, he does, he does kind of deviate and betray her, but only because he wants to see his family. And if you mm-hmm. can't relate to that, like, you know what I mean? You can't blame the fucking guy, but ultimately he redeems himself, sacrifices it, and, and helps Ellen achieve her goal. So I think 85, as much as I don't want to say it, is my favorite character because that motherfucker has a great arc and a great story. Like he was just the dude who was like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Exactly. And he just got fucked in that hole. Yeah. I like it. I like that take. Can we just talk about when he back smashed Bishop there and Bishop's fucking ear? It's the same prosthetic as earlier. Thank you. (laughs) That threw me so off. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this? Yeah. Okay. This is the problem with watching this after seeing so many other movies after the point and playing the games. So if you played AVP like 2010 or obviously the AVP movies and that, you know what I mean? Like my head starts going, I'm like, wait a minute, is this actually supposed to be a human, but or like an Android yeah. disguised as a human even more so? Who are you? Because <laughs> what are well, you? that's where, that's where it kind of was with the 2010 AVP is like, there was another Bishop fucking Android yeah. leading the thing, but it was just, yeah. Quit using so, Lance Henderson and not explaining who the fuck he is. <laughs> well, if we they, get a proper they, backstory for this motherfucker already. If they, it's they, been they long get enough. his fucking He's ear gone. out a foot and a half from his goddamn face, I wouldn't be questioning oh, Somebody tell Ridley no. Scott to do a Bishop movie, and it's just an expl- just explanation of who the fuck this guy is. That would be a great Bishop. movie, yeah. yes. yeah, They need to, yes. I don't know about Ridley David, Scott. He's David kind of, created Bishop. That's what yeah. it's going to be. No. No, no, no. Give it yeah, to Jim. You know, some, give it to Jim Cameron. <laughs> nah, eh. There's why well, so we can make it an action movie. No, nah, absolutely. Got <laughs> he's got to work on Avatar 2 still. Oh, you know, it's like I am. Bishop. Yeah, he's working on like four, Avatar 4, 5, 6, and it's not going to come out for another 10 years, right? Yeah, because right. nobody gives a shit at that point. I'll be but you know what? even that now. Out. Oh, Avatar, Avatar. So yeah, scary. Uh, dark. I don't know if that's. I don't know was, if I would say this movie came out. Okay, ignore the CGI. Uh, this film builds atmosphere. This film builds yeah. suspense. This film builds tension. I mean, yeah, this, but that doesn't necessarily mean scary. Yeah, it, I feel like it builds that even without the alien. Obviously, you just have that with just already the whole like. She's the only female on a whole planet. Just yeah, okay, yes. Full of prisoners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I I won't say dark. I won't say scary. I'll say dark. So not really scary. Trying to think any like even like jump scares. I mean, like I guess the first one in the fan could be. I mean, well, I guess if you want to say jump scare, although you uh, the scene that Brody talked about. Is it scary to us? No. Is it scary in a traditional sense? Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's dark enough to be and it's not campy by any means. No, it's not. I'll have to go with a soft yes. There we go. That's a good answer. Soft yes. Because there was an attempt there, and I think it's effective on a level. It's just we're so desensitized. Yeah. And we expect so much there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, some the the proper answer is it's a I was in the pool, yes. Yes. (laughs) That's fair. So does it hold up today? Yes, not the CGI. 
everything holds up <laughs> but minus the CGI. The CGI. Yep. Yeah. On, on the alien. Yep. Agreed. Acting is fantastic. I don't see a real problem with any of them. I do like the oh. inclusion of uh, a heavy British cast. I think that's really fucking cool. And I'm glad yeah. in the assembly cut, you get a lot more flushing out of all their characters versus just so you get like, to appreciate oh, that acting even more. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in the theatrical, I know you're just like, there's a bunch of bald dudes running around. I don't know who the fuck is. Who. Yeah, the, it, it didn't make any sense in the assembly cut. You got like everybody. And I, I like that you got development. All right. Oh man, we are on the big boy question. Oh, TJ's getting ready for this. Oh, uh, it died. It fucking <laughs> it's died. Not, you need Damn. to charge that shit. Damn. Where's the extra wow. battery? Where's the backup? Oh man. Yeah, there it is. There you go. <laughs> All right. gotta have a backup. Ah, oh, that's All a right. little guy. Very nice. So I'm gonna say cinematography before the boss man takes it, dude. I think it was great. I love the POV shots personally. Yeah, it's like one of my biggest things. And obviously, it's not like it's a new thing by any means. I mean, we've been doing that shit. Fucking, I love the dark. At- I love the dark atmosphere of this movie yeah. so so much, yep. so much. It really feels isolated. They did wonderful with you, it. You feel you feel that isolation, and you feel that dirtiness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like it's, it's you feel that, that like that, that grit, fucking, grit. Like, Yeah, like you want to shower. Like fuck, you know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> like it, like my it, when they showed the lights. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, like fuckiness. Yes. This, this movie gives over. me grit, and I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> Take it away, Boss, boss man. man. Okay, so some of the things that Bobby was talking about there. Uh, so <laughs> the setting. Let's talk about the setting just to start off with. We got so many – in the Assembly Cup, we get a lot more shots of the setting and of the planet, and this planet mm, now feels yes. a lot larger in scale. You actually feel more believable, and they talked about the dirt and everything, and you would talk about the prison. A lot of these scenes were filmed with the camera at the floor facing up, which gives that claustrophobic feel, which lends itself to the tighter corridors and the prison's atmosphere. So even the larger set pieces even seem small in comparison when you have the camera on the floor pointed up at these people. So of course, again, film tech... Film technique went into this, and again, it, 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 it Dave Fincher is a fucking perfectionist, and you can see it in every shot and every edit on this fucking thing. It is so fucking rad. Now, yes, the CGI sucks, but you can see where he was going with it and what he wanted to do with that, and that is the only thing that hampers this. Now, tonally, I I said this to John prior to the show. I think this is more true to a horror film, more true to the original Alien film than James Cameron take on the franchise. James Cameron take on the franchise is a five out of five film, one of the best films ever made, and I will never detract from the amazingness that is Aliens. Now, I also have to say that Aliens three gets shit on a lot because of the CGI, but that's the only thing that you really should shit on. If you're going to watch this film, watch the assembly cut and really appreciate what this young filmmaker, what this young man managed to do with one of the most beloved franchises in horror history and totally knock it out of the park and really bring it back to its roots. It is a fantastic film and he really put a lot of effort to it and it shows. And yes, it's a darker film, but the setting's dark. It's atmospheric as fuck, but it's supposed to be. You're in an industrial wasteland of sorts with double Y chromosome rapists and serial killers and it feels that way and it feels like you have to shower after the film and that just all can be attested to production design to filmmaking and to just all around a great production thank you fincher for giving us alien 3 and it's one of the most underrated parts of the franchise 
and the show Damn. right there. The and Pod the show Father right had there. spoken. Very nice. That's sir. a show. Show's over. That's it. Show's <laughs> over. I got okay. We didn't even break this. Yeah. Yes. Premise. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Loved it. Loved yep. it. I think that was the. I think this was the perfect end, actually, to the to the series at the time. At the time, that's what. That's yeah. That's what. Like at the time. Okay. View this as Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Yeah. So what? Sh- what should have just been? Yeah. Exactly. Much. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. This is probably better than you are. View Resurrection is like, episode one. Oh fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh. No, premise was great, man. Yeah, like you said, yeah. it did, it definitely does make a return to its roots uh, with the horror element and just almost the alone feeling. And she's not alone, but she is because she's the only woman. She's the only this woman. Because they themselves are isolated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. different when you don't have guns. It's just different, you know. Yeah, and they, and they have no idea what's coming. She does. She, yeah, and she's the only one who does. So yeah, fuck yeah. Right, she has less shit than she did in the first one. At least she had a flamethrower and everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. This time, all she's got is. And the know. one time, yeah, and like, and that plan kind of went to shit, obviously. So you know what I mean? Like that first one. Poor fucking. And how many movie. people did they lose in that? Wait, wait, yeah. wait. That's one thing. Like that wasn't gonna go well in the first place. That's gonna be a big kaboom. Right. Let's ignite all these tunnels at once to fry the fucker. Okay. So we're gonna nuke the site from not orbit. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Fucking A, dude. I mean, obviously Ripley's done at this point, dude. You know what I mean? This is the first movie we see her get some dick in. She just realizes that everybody's dead anyway. So she's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I could use some. (laughs) And... (laughs) Hey, you know. What I want to know is why. Uh, actually, no. What do you how would know? how you could say that a plot point would be is whenever the computer auto uploads the results of Ellen's uh, scan, uh, bio scan, bio scan uh, and automatically sends it to uh, Waylon Yutani. That that's a plot point. But how is she ever supposed to know that the L, that the EVV was directly connected to the satellite transmission tower how was she supposed to know that was comm link directly in and that her results would be sent immediately that, that's a good question but then again wouldn't isn't she the smartest person there well i thought she figured out that they were they were already um receiving the transmissions from the ship before and why'd she try to make right? up a lie we were why'd she try to make up a lie that the prison was taken over by the people to not come anyway Hmm. I'm trying to think when I'm trying to remember when yeah, she wait said that. Whenever she's like, tell them that the prison was taken over and that it was a complete loss to not come. Because whenever oh, she, when he was before she the, figures out that the queen's inside of her. Hmm. Because well, she, I think they, because she huh. wants to destroy herself and she doesn't want Waylon Yutani to know, but she turns around and she leaves, and then 85 goes back in and sits down and and then he gets a message from the company that they got the bioscan and that right. they're that they're coming. See, I figured, yeah, and that they're coming quicker because they got the bio scan. But I mean, it already—they already said they were coming pretty fast, though, because they knew it was her. But she but thought it was going to because... be. But she thought it was going to be two to three days. It was said prior to that, and then that got right. moved to two hours. So she was going to kill herself. She thought she had two to three days to deal with this alien, then deal with herself, not two hours. Right. So they expedited the process that she thought she had time to play with. So she was going to die no matter what. But did they already know about the? 
facehugger attacking her in the in the sleep pods? No, you don't no. think they know they came for the xenomorph that was trapped in the. That they explain that, yeah, okay. Oh, you're right, because that's when she hopped yeah. out and she was started typing, and she said it was a Xeno. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she said something along the lines of that the uh, prisoners have control now to tell them not to come, and they said to don't don't do that. That they'll come anyway because of the Xenomorph. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So I think it's time we wait. Wait. Recycle, rewind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rewind it, dude. Yeah, rewind for days. Rewind, Rewind, yep. Yeah, rewind with updated CGI, maybe in the next couple of years. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do that, and we're just spoiled because we got one film that got a fucking cut. So I was like, "Ooh, give us more." Can we get a three hour cut of this? If anybody's got the money to fucking do it, it's Disney. Disney, yeah, fucking everything. Fucking Disney, fucking redo everything. Give us the good version of Halloween Five that's out there, and then give us Prom Night Two on on HD. Fuck yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm actually going to stick with Brody on this. I'll give it a 3.9. Not quite a 4, but if if we got this as the actual release with again good CGI, 4. But I'm going to go 3.9. Steve, I give it a 3.9 as well. Um it, it's a good solid flick, like no other issues other than the CGI. 3.75 for me. Johnny boy. I'm just going to go with an even forward one. Gormore score of 3.9. There you go. I think think that's very fair for this. Very. Aliens 2. Well, Aliens uh, got five. Five. We got that at five. Yeah. Alien Alien and Aliens got five. five, Both of them. Your original friend. I think the only perfect fives are Lost Boys, Alien, Aliens, and The Crow. We did The Shining as a perfect five as well. Yes, we did. Did we? We did. Yes, we did. Oh, okay. We got pretty in depth with that too. Yeah, plus that was, was Ch- yeah. Plus, it was Chad's first time, so you know. Fair enough. Right. So that would explain the infection. Before you tap it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Next episode is a TJ pick with Land of the Dead. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. on Memorial Day. Is it oh, Fiddler's yeah. Green? Is that what it is? Fiddler's Green. I believe yeah. so. So we're going to Pittsburgh and yep. we're going to see some zombies. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in a role. Yep. We're also going to see Aussie Argento in a cameo role, daughter of Dario Argento, the uh-huh. Italian god of horror. So directed by the Yinzer god of horror, George Romero himself, mm-hmm. filmed down the road. That was what, 2006? Yeah. Somewhere around there. I don't, I don't know. 2005 maybe I, I think well within that those year ranges what was the when what was the cam on the cam on was after that though it was like probably 2011 diary uh, diary yeah maybe. yeah yeah hmm yes land of the we, we're doing only one of the uh direct video di- of the dead films and uh yeah so that's land of the dead 2005 diary of the dead 2007 and oh. survival 2009 Oh, wow. I think I've seen Survival. I don't think I've seen anything after that. I think I watched it. I don't remember the premise of it. And, I do, and we will uh, be hopefully 
based after Twilight of the Living Dead, uh, we did get a article saying that they will start production on Twilight mm-hmm. of the Living Dead Fuck with yeah. George's script. Yes. And story. Well, we'll did they say who was directing it? No, 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 nothing left that. But they did uh, say that it was based after this book. So nice, lovely. So we'll oh, finally yeah. see the conclusion of one of the greatest zombie franchises to ever exist. Yes. Okay. Arm I do have to dead. mention that I we was... were blessed with. I want to say Zack Snyder, one of Zack Snyder's best films. Fucking love uh, it. I want to say I haven't seen it yet. Justice League, I'm Watchmen, Army of the Dead. That, yep. That's how I'm going to rate them. Wait, do that again. Justice League, Watchmen, Army of the Dead. Okay. And I only want to say Watchmen and Justice League and because those are so fucking close for me because I love them so both so much because they're so good. I watch, watch but Army of the time. Dead is such a fucking fantastically fun film and it's shot. Okay, what makes it even cooler is that that motherfucker was running camera on it and some of his filming techniques are phenomenal. This fucker can, is just everything on screen is just such eye candy. Oh, it's great. Steve, what'd you think of it? I fucking loved it, man. It was a fun fucking movie. Like just, I, I watched it and I was like, fuck, I'm going to go watch this in theaters. Like, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, I watched it from beginning to end and then I watched it again. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't see that the first time. Holy shit. I did. How did I miss that the first time? And it, I want to see it in theaters. The robot zombies will be explained in the prequel show. Yes. Robot zombies was one of the UFOs. I need to see fucking explained also. Um, but it was, it was good. Fucking good. Fucking man. And the story is so great. And I need to know about that fucking time loop. I need to know about the fucking time loop. Well, now I'm really intrigued. Yeah. Now I got, I got, I I wanted to watch it, but now (laughs) I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, Zack Snyder, uh, was like, so I played Fallout New Vegas the other day, <laughs> and I really want to like make a zombie movie. Yeah, pretty fucking okay. Because yeah. yeah. everything that's in Fallout New Vegas is in Army of the Dead, whether yeah. you like it or right. not. It's fucking uh, great. Yeah. Did you cool see the stuff. behind the scenes? Did you see the behind the scenes? I'm, uh, I'm waiting to watch it whenever uh, the girls aren't home, so I can kind of focus on it. Yeah, but, it's yeah. fucking great. Like the shit that they get into, like it's it's. Really? Do we get to see Zach uh, running around with his custom? Yes. Red dr- yes. Uh, yes. You, see, red you see him yet. fucking running around, like just fucking doing all like it's it's great. Like, OK, can I tell you one of my favorite scenes like f- filmmaking wise? Uh, that scene whenever they first encounter the Alpha Queen. Uh-huh. And as she backs away, the camera slowly gets more and more out of focus. Until yeah. It's completely skewed. And I'm just like, Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice to see somebody try. I mean, and she's, different. they did so uh, good on that fucking makeup too. Like, Oh, it's so different fantastic. variations of the zombies. And I, you know, the one thing that I wish we get to, see, I hope we get to see in one of the prequels is the, when they walk in and the coyote, I forget her name, but they call her the coyote. coyote. Um, when she says they come back to life when it rains, the what? zombies that the zombies that dried Whoa. out, dude, that's Whoa. not that's they really, live, uh, Return of the Living Dead style. Yeah, the, yeah, no, 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 no. seriously, they, they're sun dried. They're sun dried, so they they weren't smart enough to get out. So of when the it sun. rains, it becomes like a boggy mesh, and they come to life. And they for come a back. Bit. They come back to life for a little bit. Like it. Re- no, I know, but I'm, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's only like it just reminds me of Return, just because the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love, like I said, the makeup. You just see the and different variations. He does something which, which kind of redeems himself in my eyes. Now, I've stated multiple times, not a fan of fast zombies. But if you tear them, if you put walkers, 
And See, that's runners. how they should be because the freshman okay. one yeah, should be able to yeah. run, the so, older okay. one should walk. And I'm glad yes. you said that because in high school, I had this argument with people. I started working on a script in high school for a movie that I wanted to film, and my zombies had different progressions in them. If you just died and you came back, you'd be fast as fuck. But if you were around for a couple of weeks, you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we used that, to argue that, about that in high school really all the time, all the fucking time. But yeah, this is a fucking great movie. And then I love the fact that if you get bit by an alpha, you're a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what no I mean? Shit. So we're going yeah. full like ah, left for dead on this, dude. It's a you got to watch it, man. It's fucking Netflix? good. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Right? More so I am so they, legend. The alphas are more I am legend. Yeah, uh, and then the, the the normal zombies. The, the what do they call them? Uh, starts with an S. What do they call them? Oh fuck, I don't remember. Sham no, not shamblers. Um Yep, yep. That's is it shamblers? Shamblers? Yep. Yeah. They're they're more of the traditional Walker you know, type. Yeah. Romero okay. type zombies. Romero. So they really went so they really went in depth with this. But yeah, he oh, pretty much takes inspiration yeah. from all aspects of any sort of zombie film and then puts it into here. Like, again, it's it's Fallout New Vegas with zombies. That's right as well. Zombie and Dave Batista. Dave Batista is, is an actor. Dave Batista is a serious actor. Oh yeah. He, so you can yeah. feel it. Yeah. You guys said there was prequels. Now, is that already like noted that that's happening? Lost Vegas. It's an animated show with the original yeah. cast show coming back, and it's going to be premiering on Netflix. And then uh, Zach said if, if there's enough Twitter buzz that uh, Army of the Dead 2, if Army yeah. of the Dead 2 can uh, Twitter buzz enough, that he will green light it and he will do it in Mexico. So it no will be shit. which oh, would yeah. be shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because that ending, that ending, I was like, yeah. oh, you son of a bitch. You know, I was thinking to myself, like, how does he survive a nuclear apocalypse? Unless he's infected, then he can just walk right out of there well, if the motherfucker's he, sick. Well, see, yeah, and I was thinking that too. I was like, okay, he was in the safe, but fallout. What the fuck? Yeah, and that was my first inclination. I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, there was no way he'd just be able to just fucking walk through without getting sick. And then I was like, no no god damn it no but yes like it was it's good guys it's good we didn't even give away anything you're yeah. still gonna watch it and be like fuck yeah i'm fine with I, that i think i'm gonna have to watch it this week and then just come back yeah. like we need right. to okay. talk it's, it's not blockbuster it's no no that's fine and that's all you need because it's so fun that's yeah, all i want fun. but that's what i want i don't want to have to have like, it's gotta be want. it's gotta it's right. gotta be blockbuster like I just want it to have fun and be And good. I'm sure the people want more content, but they're going to have to wait until next week. So I'm yeah. your host with the motherfucking mouse saying, see you guys next week. Love you guys. Thanks for watching the show. Bye-bye. This is your fluff message, Breen, Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bob Mimone, saying, we'll kill you next week. This is Scuba Steve saying, see you later, motherfuckers. Oh, we'll watch so much Supernatural on Friday. Bye. Oh, yeah, watch so much Supernatural on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>